Hi, it's Vaya. And before we jump into another episode, I want to ask if you enjoy Neighbours, or even if you just hate listen, the neighbourly thing to do would be to jump onto iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a nice review. That makes our day. Subscribe, share the podcast with your mates, and we can expand our weird little family. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbours. CJK Vaya. Let's get the neighbours. Hello, welcome to Neighbours. This is the Neighbours Recap Podcast. We recap the last five episodes that we watched of the Aussie soap Neighbours. And I'm Vaya, and I have my friend writer Penny Tangy here today. Thank you very much for having me. And? Are we on the Gold Coast? Oh, I didn't think. To relocate the Pirate Net Studios for a very special broadcast. Yeah, to the very glamorous Gold Coast, which is the best place in Australia. If anyone's overseas listening to this, it is the best place in Australia. It's often known as Hollywood on the Gold Coast. Well, that's movie world. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of things to do there. It's very glamorous, except uh, our neighbours' characters only really just did one thing. They went to SeaWorld. There was a lot of dolphins. I actually entered the competition because clearly it was a cross-promotion this week. Yes, I mean, yeah, you, you did get that sense that then someone was paying for it to be on there because yeah. it's not technically the best place in Australia. I, I felt like maybe the Daintree, Uluru, Kakadu. Oh, I'd love neighbours at Uluru. I mean, even Hobart would be better. Yeah, there's some beautiful things to do down in Tasmania. Yeah. However, this was like, remember when there was a storm that hit, the tornado that hit Erinsborough because it was a, a, a um, it was a cross-promotion with a movie that had come out at the time called oh my God. Into the Storm. I didn't know that. So does that mean that Geelong City Council was also paying for them to go to Geelong? That was my suspicion. Yeah, because yeah. they've been to two places, Gold Coast and Geelong. It's just really the extremes of and Australian it, culture. not the best place. So, but I entered a competition every night. They had code words. The code words, really, someone could have tried a bit harder with the code words. It was like neighbours, Gold Coast, <laughs> Erinsborough. And I entered to win a trip to the Gold Coast and I can take three people. And if, oh, wow. if I win, we should do neighbours on the Gold Coast. That would be amazing. Although I, I didn't enter because I couldn't remember if I was ethically conflicted about SeaWorld. Oh, I yeah. I, could, I just couldn't remember because I did go to the zoo, so I thought, oh, maybe it's okay. But then I thought, oh, there's something – oh, it's not whales, though, is it? it? There was a bit of controversy. A few people were tweeting. Yeah. One person was tweeting a lot yeah. about the ethical treat, unethical treatment of dolphins at SeaWorld. Yeah, so I was just, I was just confused about it. So it I would just... have been great, actually, if – Madison had taken a minute with her dolphin vet boyfriend to have asked him, so are these guys okay? Like, are they happy? And, and then he could have had him taken a moment to do a community service announcement. Yeah, it's all right. Don't anyone who's feeling ethically conflicted or confused, it's not like cage eggs. Yeah, and because, You're allowed to come. And if neighbours took the time in the later episodes of the week to deal with um, sexual abuse in the Catholic Church, why not open the week with talking about the ethical treatment of dolphins in captivity. Yeah, exactly. They tackle a lot of big issues on neighbours, very sensitively. So so that's, yeah, quite, those are the extremes of what we dealt with this week of uh, the week commencing September the 26th. What we'll do first, though, is we'll dial it back a week. 
week of September 19th because Nablog has phoned in another one of his sterling recap summaries. This is very good for me. Yep, so we'll tune into him now. Hello, this is Nablog and this is the latest off-week catch-up. Kyle returned to the street with tales of life in Germany, or at least the show's borderline racist version of Germany. Amy then had a flashback about her relationship with Dyla Kyle, which was so convincing she literally laughed at the funny bits, even though she was sitting by herself. Charlie had to go back to Fiji, although the question of why he was enrolled at a school in Erinsborough when Steph only has him for quote-unquote visits remains unanswered. Amy and Jimmy became the latest people to demonstrate that in Neighbours, moving out can be done in a single afternoon with no visible stuff, as can moving back in. Ned, who, like most males in Neighbours, doesn't appear to learn anything ever, decided the best person to confide in about the problems in his rocky relationship with Ellie would be his very recent ex-crush, Lauren. He also found out about Ellie's miscarriage, which had, somewhat impressively for something that happened on Dr. Carl's watch, until then remained secret. Blaze Outreach's future was left hanging in the balance after the hardware store we'd never heard about pulled out of the sponsorship deal we'd never heard about. Sonia, very Sonia-ishly, somehow decided that Mark's potential childless future was a decent enough excuse to get pregnant. David Tanaka entered the scene and proved that being intelligent enough to become a doctor of medicine doesn't prevent you from being stupid enough to get involved with Paige. The audience were expected to care about a woman Paige had seriously injured, a hell of a big ass when they don't even care about Paige herself. Paul and Therese's bizarre method of flirting, i.e. constantly trying to outdo each other in their respective businesses, continued at a rate which surely by now would have bankrupted both of them. Spurred on by the success of Game of Thrones, Neighbours hired its own Arya Stark character in the form of Nicky, a pint-sized assassin sent to destroy Paige, a mission she unfortunately backed out of almost immediately. Gary and Therese had one of the most uncomfortable-to-watch Neighbours dates of all time, which is really saying something. And Aaron had an idea, which everybody listened to, because they're all stupid. Oh, that was so necessary. Oh, look, it's, it's so good for me, because I don't always watch. Yeah, that's right. And now that Neighbours is only fortnightly, sometimes I'm, I'm not caught up in between. Yeah. And that whole Kyle thing, like, people can come and go. Yes. Very quickly. Internationally. Yeah. And it, even I take notes in the weeks that we podcast and the weeks that we don't, I don't take notes and mm. nothing, I, I retain nothing. Yeah, people could have died and been <laughs> grieved for in uh, a week. So a couple of things that Nablog mentioned that we should, uh, that we will cover off, Sonia and the surrogacy plot will be coming up in the week. Yeah. Also, we have two new characters, the Tanakas. Love saying that. Love the Tanakas. <laughs> and Japanese twins. The, they, Are they twins in real life? Not twins in real life. Two different actors. Mm-hmm. The, no, I know they're two different. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> the two different people. They're not doing a parent trap. Yeah. <laughs> that would take hours to film. No, sorry. Two unrelated actors yeah. uh, who look similar. And my favourite way that the the first guy, David, was introduced and we knew he was Japanese because he, he spilt his miso soup. Oh, my God. He was taking some Japanese food for his great grandma, who was in, holed up in Aaronsborough Hospital, and he wanted to give her the comforts of home. So oh, he, he yeah. prepared this big feast, and then he spilt his miso soup yeah. on himself. No, that's clever because if they had just had him using chopsticks, he could have been Chinese. <laughs> yeah, that would have been so confusing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm happy. I'm I like those guys. Welcome. To yeah, the, I to think the that's street. really great. Yeah, great addition. Okay, so take it back to Monday, 26th of September. The beautiful Gold Coast. Ah. Oh. It's just beautiful one day, perfect the next. Was that the slogan 
for the Queensland Board of Tourism back in the 90s? Yeah, something like that. But the Gold Coast, if anyone doesn't know, it's just like a lot of really tall buildings along a beach. Yeah, it's actually quite controversial, that skyline, because it it casts a lot of shade across that beach. Yes. Have you been? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, your grandmother lives. She lives there. Yeah, oh. she doesn't live on the, one of those skyscrapers on the beach. <laughs> so are there nice things at, on the Gold Coast? Because I've only been there once and I stayed in a big hotel and oh, um, like it was. Yeah, it's well, it's it's nice to go to the beach. People I talk guess. about the hinterland. It's been nice. Oh yeah, it's it's very it's very lush and green in mm. in and around the theme parks. It's quite pretty, and um, it's quite a, a nice chilled atmosphere. Yeah, and the like the Gold Coast news is all like you put the news on at five o'clock, and it's you know a local businesses having a sale, and it's all that. It's like it's almost so like it's a, a small bit town. Of, a, bit of a bit of a community feel. Yeah. someone um, from my street, my one of my next door neighbours moved to the Gold Coast. Oh. It's kind of funny though because he um, one of the reasons why he moved is because he thinks our neighbourhood has been swamped by outsiders. <laughs> so I don't know how he's going to get on at the Gold Coast. Right? Yeah, because it's also it's almost like our Florida. Because my nana lives up there, and there's a quite a tight knit Greek community of oh, retirees. Right, right, right. They're going to be annoyed at Brett when he arrives with his little dog from Melbourne. <laughs> Like people coming in and changing our neighbourhood. And the other breed of person you get is the schoolie. Schoolies week happens at the end of every year and traditionally a bunch of youths traipse up to the Gold Coast and um, just hit the town. It's pretty full on. I once – I was at uni. Not, I didn't go to schoolies week. That's a, that's called a toolie if you're outside school and you go to schoolies week. My partner's a physicist and he once went to on a physics conference. Oh, no. Um, and it was schoolies oh, no. at, at the time. And so we called them the foolies. Imagine a bunch of schoolies running into a physicist. Oh, no. It blow their minds. Terrifying. So I would holiday there quite a lot, but usually with my grandma, so I never went out. But once we house sat for my grandma, mm. my friend and I, and then we hit the town and we we went to this nightclub at the time that was called Electric Avenue. Oh, that sounds nice. Uh, it's very 80s. And then people were dancing on the bars, like the bar staff. The bar staff were on dancing on the bars. I think so. It was oh. part of it. It was all part of it. Oh, it was official. And that was like the first time I pashed a, a random First night I passed around. Did you? Yes. I didn't know you'd done that. <laughs> it was very confronting. Because oh. <laughs> then he wanted to meet up on the beach the next day and we, I just like, we got to get out of here. I can't deal with this. <gasps> You're supposed to be random. <laughs> um, so Gold Coast. Madison Robinson, daughter of Scott and Charlene, has a hidden singing talent that she seems to have crafted over the years because she's got a very professional sounding pop voice. Yes, bang, suddenly wants to be a singer, has been given an audition by her auntie, nepotism at work, at Lasseter's Gold Coast. So she's singing in a hotel bar. Yeah. Very um, play at Sam, mm-hmm. <laughs> Casablanca. Yep. Uh, she is accompanied by Ben on guitar because she can't just sing to a backing tape. No. <laughs> Who's? Oh, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Good point, Penny. Uh, yeah, she – or even a cappella. Yeah, we had to get – couldn't just have her on the Gold Coast. No. So – that's, and especially singing auditions, if you if they've got the point, if they've gone to the trouble to have a full judging panel, mm, they're probably going to have someone on the piano and you yeah. give them the music, yep. or you say, "Do you know this song?" Yep, exactly. Yeah, and off that's they how go. It works. I've yep. seen auditions. Yeah. So Zankan has not been allowed to go because she's sixteen, and why would you be allowed to go on a 
trip alone with your boyfriend to the Gold Coast. precisely. Like I was on the side of Susan Mm. and Sheila the whole time. It was good parenting. She snuck off. In the middle of... why was Ben allowed to go? I guess he had a job. Yeah. Yeah, he was doing something. And it's funny that they were like, oh, he's being supervised by Madison, who's like two years older than him and a hot girl. Like why are they allowing that? And he's clearly doesn't. He'll, he'll throw his loyalty out the window. Yeah, at any- Susan really should have just supervised the whole trip. Yeah, if she was she free. Should, yeah, she should have just gone up and be like a school excursion with Susan. Yeah, especially because she was free when she then flew up herself later. Exactly. She was available. Yeah, it's school holidays. And now, Zan Can has snuck out, packed a bag, booked a flight, taken the magical taxi to the airport. and it's written 5,000 words on her reasons for going, apparently. Yes. Left a left a note yep. and lands at night because she it's only a two hour flight to Queensland mm. to Coolangatta Airport. <laughs> she lands. She would it would have been like what ten o'clock when she left midnight when she landed. But then she doesn't see Ben and Madison on the beach until the next morning. What's she doing? All oh, night? I didn't even realize that inconsistency. She says to them, "Oh, I stayed at the airport because because uh, of reasons." So she stayed in that outfit all night and then she's in that outfit all the next day and trying to... That doesn't sound like her, does it? She would have had lots of changes. Yeah. There's a great moment where it cuts to Colette Nan and she's screaming the house down because she realises Zancan's missing. Yeah, that was a good reaction. Meanwhile, Zancan is trying to corral all her old friends from the Gold Coast and they've all snubbed her. Yeah, that's not really working out for her, is it? (laughs) But it's okay because she's got a boyfriend. (laughs) You only need one friend if he's going to be your boyfriend. Yeah, that's what matters. Uh, Also, she didn't give them any notice. That she was coming. She just rolled up. She didn't know. I think her friends have been very mean. They're busy. Is it school holidays? Yes. I think it is school holidays. I reckon they should have seen her. Actually, any any school kids on the Gold Coast probably just hang out on the beach anyway. So they'll they'll probably a couple of beaches over. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Some of their plans didn't sound very like you could drop them, you could change them. No. You could invite her along. So that, you know, was unfortunate. Now, Susan sympathises a bit because... She loves sex. <laughs> yes. And she's almost willing to let two teenagers have it mm. to cure homesickness, which is Zancan's excuse for going because she misses home. It is one of the best ways. <laughs> Uh, so she's decided the Cannings don't need to jump on a plane because they're too emotionally like, they're out of control. So she'll go and put a stop to all of these shenanigans. And Zan can, of course, after she's ditched by all her friends, she decides she wants sex with with um, yeah. Ben. That is the best reason. <laughs> and then she's interrupted by old mate Angus. Oh, that's his name. I didn't know what he was called. I've forgotten his name and I was just calling him that trouble boy. Yeah, Sarah's... A fair Sarah's kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like him. I don't care what anyone says. I've warmed to him. He's a good addition. I've warmed to him. Particularly compared to Ben, who's just so sucky and like... wishy-washy. Yeah, he's always so intelligent. He's so... Like, he seems... He's like a perfect... Yeah, and the fact that... Except that that he does really bad things. He makes stupid decisions. And not believing Zancan when she said... When she was sexually assaulted. And... Like, pay, took the money to take her to the formal. Yeah, so he's 
like he's presented as this really nice person who makes a couple of bad decisions and but I just think he's just actually not that nice last, to keep making those decisions. Last month he was j- literally jumping into bed in another hotel with the, the mean girl, with Alison. Yeah, I know. I just don't like him. So he can't be that committed to Zancan. She's like, we're soulmates. I'm like, are you though? A couple of weeks ago yeah. he was getting his kid off for a different lady. Oh, I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Maybe that helps clear up your feelings. Sometimes when you meet, can I just say intervenes? Sometimes when you meet your soulmate <laughs> and you're quite young, you think maybe I should get a few things done. Maybe that, I should tick some things off the list. That's actually really sensible. That's yeah. really sensible. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I'm just saying. Because, yeah, no, I'm, I broke up and got back together with my long-term partner. Soulmate. <laughs> Such a gross term. <laughs> Uh, and it, yeah, you could, could had a good seven years yeah. in there to get some stuff done. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and that's what Kate and um and Will's did as well. Oh, did they? Yeah, they broke up. Oh, that's right. Mm. Oh, that's very good. Mm. It's very sensible. So, yeah, we won't. We're not judging him for that, but for a lot of the other things, we are. Yes. Now we are also judging Madison Robinson, who is at. SeaWorld, like her, the Lassiter seems to be the SeaWorld Nara Resort. It There's a lot of there's, – there's just so many dolphins and that's the only thing at SeaWorld as well. They never look at any fish. Well, yeah, cause, that's because the dolphins are the best part of SeaWorld. My, boyf- uh. my boyfriend and I went to SeaWorld like two years ago and – because we wanted to go to a theme park just for funsies mm. and we picked – he likes animals so we picked SeaWorld because it's got them. Can't believe you went there. Do you guys like hate dolphins or something? We spent the whole time talking to them and like there was one dolphin that just hung out with us Why for an hour. Why didn't you just stab it in the heart? <laughs> Because you had to pay to do that. We are there. <laughs> we, we just wanted to watch it for free. <laughs> um, yeah, that was the best part. The yeah. rest of SeaWorld's boring. Is there's, it? One, there's a roller coaster and then there's shows. There's a roller coaster. There's like seal shows and stuff. They could have gone to a seal show. It seemed like – and there's a resort that you stay. That's where you, the, the prize that they were giving away is mm. to go to – I feel like the prize is to go stay at Lasseter's Gold Coast. I think they should deck it out as Lasseter's Gold Coast. Oh, my God. And have, like, an appearance of Therese. And Madison doing yeah, – yeah, Le- yeah, yeah, yeah. She should be there doing singing. Leonardo's Bride. To three people in the hotel bar. And we'll get back to them on Tuesday because her whole storyline revolves around her ex-boyfriend. It's just a lot of blonde girls chasing boys. God, the, it, the- it is. Now, Therese has had some sauciness. With Gary. With Gary. And – and Susan and Therese were having a gossip about it, which I really enjoyed. Me too. I feel like... I felt that. It's very refreshing. Suze is finally at a place where she's accepting Therese as one of her good gal pals. Because mm. for ages, it looked like the bane of her existence. Like whenever Therese would roll up and bitch about Brad and Lauren, Susan's like, oh, i got to go. Yeah, pretty I've got, much. I've got I mean, appointments. That's not interesting, is it? Someone worrying about what their ex is doing. That's boring. Yeah, when, when a marriage is on the rocks... Yeah. You're well, like, they're not their ex. I guess she was still married. You're still married. It's like, well, how many times am I going to tell you to yeah. divorce him? Kick him to the curb. The <laughs> or, boot. Or he needs get, the boot. Or get over it. Mm. But now she's like, oh, this is great. She's a divorcee. Mm, exactly. And she's like living vicariously through yeah. a single friend. She's, Susan wants to pash Gary. Not really, but. Someone. Someone. Someone who, well, 
almost if you if Gaz had a terminal illness and a beard. So- oh, Susan would just be. She's come already. <laughs> just the thought of it. Yeah, that's what's in the blue box. Just erotic fiction. Yeah, with men in beards. Nancy nausea medication. <laughs> so to rage over the previous week. Tarage and Gary had that awkward date, as Nayblog pointed out, which culminated in some almost dirty talk with... Oh, see, I didn't see this bit. Or was that? Maybe it was... Because it was the previous week. Yes. So they had a really weird combo, and then he's, like, pulled her close and was like, I'm going to kiss you, and it, you're not going to know what's hit you. And it was, like, really so dirty and... Like a tongue. <laughs> it was. It went on Ooh. for quite a while, like, this weird dirty talk. So she's... Then recapping to Susan and Susan's like, don't leave out one detail. Like, tell me everything. And the best part is Gaz is telling Toadie and Toadie just wants him to shut it down. Yeah, Toadie was very judgmental about that, I felt. I mean, I did. I mean, yes, she's your boss, but so what? And uh, the thing that I noticed about that scene is that Toadie's tracksuit jumper stripes really yes. matched Gary's drink. It was like this lime green colour. I didn't understand why Toadie was in lime green Adidas stripes. Well, he was wearing a different coloured stripe the next day as well, which I noticed. Is he just l- lawyering in his track suits now? I guess so. Is he, is he working from home or something? I, I don't know. He does that a bit. Yeah. I think they just are teaming with whatever props they're using. <laughs> Wardrobe's like, we've got to do something with these track suits. Oh, we'll change the stripes. The Then it all culminates in this pash with Gary and Tarage, which... It goes for essentially half the episode, that pash. Like, yeah, I loved it. I was, I, I thought it was great. I was about to go to the next room, put dinner on, come back. And I, <laughs> no, it's still, it's still it. pashing. I don't know. You don't know about Gary and Therese? I, I'm flying the Paul and Therese flag, although I am a oh, bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he, oh. I mean, they, they have. They, He's had so many. They, I mean, I don't think they, uh, no, I'm not like Therese and Gary should get married. No, that's not what I'm feeling. No one's getting married. I'm feeling maybe this is fine, though, for a little bit. Get a hook up and then Mm -hmm. move on. Yeah. But I just think he's a bit too rough trade for her. He's been in prison. Oh, yeah, the prison thing. She's a high-flying businesswoman. Yeah, well, neither of them. Well, she's got a criminal record, too. Oh, that's true. Oh, is it conviction? No, a suspended sentence. Well, that's a criminal record. Oh, okay. Isn't oh, well, it? okay, yeah. Yeah, so it's nice. <laughs> I'm convincing you of everything. Everything's fine. Let's criticise no one. They're all doing a lovely job. I just, I, I struggle to find the Canning family sexy. Kyle and Gaz in particular. And Shaz, oh, Shaz Can. None of them are. Oh, Zan Can. Zan Can's a pretty little thing, but. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Just... I mean, I don't find Gary sexy. I just found it. It was just cute. Okay, it's cute. All right. And I guess everyone, I could sense in that pash with her, yeah. it reminded me of that nightclub pash on the Gold Coast. Like, I knew it was a bit wrong. And, yeah. But I was like, this is an important rite of passage. Yeah, you just want to do it. You just want to tick that box. Yes. She's ticking the boxes. Exactly. Um, just like if you've just met your soulmate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I think the, the reason why I liked um, Therese and Gary was just it was a nice break from the Gold Coast. Oh, yeah. It, it was, was just w- like, oh, thank God. Welcome relief. Yeah, and, yeah. and it was sandwiched between the other tedious plot point uh, <laughs> oh, on Monday, right. which was, uh, oh. God, it was Ned. And how have they ruined Ned for me? I don't know. They've done it. They've done it. Even though they've explained the lock of hair. it's They've ruined him. So thanks, neighbours. The best thing of 2016, ruined. 
He is now embroiled in this affair with a jailbird's missus, and the jailbird is revealed to be Jacka, the bikey, one of the Lasseter's Lake lads. Yeah. That gets about in a bikey jacket. And he blew up Lasseter's. That's right. They keep mentioning that, and I keep forgetting that he's the culprit, and I yeah. forget why. It's because um, old mate Julie Quill paid him to do it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Steph's like this go-between to try and work out who this, if his missus is doing the dirty on him, and she pins it all onto. There's a whole mystery, Miss Marple, like working out the lock of hair, and we we, yeah. we already know yeah. who it is. So there's no suspense for us, and they work out that it's this girl Regan that Ned's hooked up with in New South Wales. I guess there's no stakes because it all happened interstate, mm. so we didn't get to see this affair happen. We're not invested in Ned and this random girl. No, I mean, I guess it did. it was good to find out that the hair wasn't Lauren's. Yeah, although I'm still married to the idea that it belonged to a, um, a stray Labrador that yeah. had died. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a great theory. Yeah, so we'll leave that. But oh, Steph, but- she just seems to have so many moral dilemmas. Of Like, she gets herself in these little tricky situations. Yeah, she's willingly gone to the prison. Yeah, and she just said it gets – which doesn't happen to me. Like, I have a lot of moral dilemmas, but it's usually about, like, should I – be drinking milk what about the poor cows <laughs> stuff like that uh, just sort of middle class guilt whereas she really gets involved in these tricky re- criminal really kind of, takes it on yeah and also she's gone to the prison twice in one day as we know the neighbor's prison just has a revolving door of visitors you don't have you can just go in twice in one day and see the same person mm-hmm. apparently which is good i mean like, i mean it's good if you're taking drugs in just yeah get double the shipment so move to tuesday and we'll jump back to the Gold Coast shortly. But before we do that, we'll continue with oh, the Steph, Ellie, Ned fiasco. Tuesday did contain one of my favourite lines in a long time. Uh, Staff's talking to Ellie. Steph was trying to find Ned to warn him that Jacka was after him. Yeah. And so she came in and she said to Ellie, oh, where's Ned, where's Ned? Oh, and then Ellie said... Is this because I had brunch with Mark? And Steph goes, not Mark, you narcissist. <laughs> it was totally uncalled for yeah, and out of the right. blue. It was really great. But it was so perfect because that's exactly what she Ellie really is. is. She really is. She's like, everyone thinks I'm like, trying to steal their boyfriend. It's really hard for me to make friends with women because I'm just so pretty and they hate me. It's like, go work on your lesson plan, Canasta. Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. Your, your English students are filing complaints with you to the Board of Studies. Like, You've got other things to worry about. So, staff's giving Ned a spray about Regan and why he... Yeah, like, it's not none of her business who he's banging. Like, I, I don't... Yeah, I just don't get how she even got in the middle of that situation. Because she's... Jack is her bestie from her old bikey okay, days. But why does she still like him since he blew up the hotel? That's a great point. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, killed her neighbours. And... Well, one of them, anyway. And her, um, yeah, real-life son. Um... I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess sometimes, I mean, you need to, you can't just, people are still human even if they've made very big mistakes. She sort of justified it and said he visited me when I was in prison. Well, (laughs) I'm sure. um, Maybe there's some prison agreement that's in place that she has to visit him. Maybe. I'm sure Pol Pot gave people some chocolates a couple of times, but it doesn't really put him... On my Christmas list, of course he is dead. Um. <laughs> the, at this point, uh, Staff's telling Ned to go away. Like She's like, you need to leave now because a jail, a prisoner wants you dead because mm. you 
had a go with his missus. And I just think, what's the big deal? If my partner's in prison and I'm not allowed to get a bit of action while he's locked up, mm-hmm. we don't, I don't... Tick some boxes. Yeah, I need to tick a box while he's in the slammer. And I feel like we'd be able to make that agreement as a couple. But Faye, you're a very open-minded, <laughs> sensible, communicative person. And is Jacka like that? I feel, I did think that maybe Jacka was being misunderstood. And oh, maybe yeah. he was actually just wanting to know for himself so he could move on and think about his future. Oh, that's nice. Um, I didn't think it was thoroughly proven that he no. was out to murder, but I did think it was reasonable to think that he might be. Yeah, he was just a bit put out. He didn't look like, he wasn't drawing up a hit list. Well, he did kind of waver a little bit like ever so, like he did was quite threatening to Steph at one point, but then at other points he was just like, I just want to know. I just want to know the uh. truth. I'm, I'm really – I feel like we spend too much time in prisons and hospitals on Neighbours. There's a lot, isn't there's, there's a perfectly good school set they could use. Yeah, they're never at school, are they? And, are they? And I just – we need to move everyone out of the prison mm. system. And so for some reason in this episode, Ellie and Ned do the deed on the Kennedy couch, which I think is – Oh, that's rude. Bad housemate behaviour. I didn't even think about that. You're absolutely right. That is so rude. It's your auntie's couch. How did she know Carl wasn't going to come home? Because Carl's popping home at every He's a turn. doctor. He's not busy. <laughs> he gets a bit peckish at three o'clock. He thinks, oh, I've got that carrot slice in the fridge. I'll nip back and have that. And he's got to be around for other emergencies to happen around him. Exactly. So he's got to be doing the laps of the street exactly. in case anything bad happens. Plus, they never lock the screen door. Oh, that is rude as. So, back to the Gold Coast, thankfully. <laughs> mm. Angus is catching up with the teens, oh, Ben this, and Xanthi. I really like this bit. I liked it when they, because Ben and Xanthi wanted to go upstairs and tick some boxes and he angus was didn't get it and so he no. was sitting there going oh so what are we going to do guys and they're like we want to lay down um we're gonna lay." and he's like why do you want to do that together and he's like oh hang on but i really liked that and i liked when he was then like left by himself yeah and i thought it would be very good like teenage girls would love that because or boys because they'd be thinking i'll step into the breach you know it was like leaving oh. him by himself and like People will be watching thinking, oh, he could be mine. That's, <laughs> I thought that was really, really good. I also thought that he was confused by lying down because when he nearly was going to have sex with Zancan mm. a few months ago, earlier in the year, she wanted Angus to deflower her. Yeah. And they were about to do that standing up in the Kennedy hallway. Cause, cause, oh, so he's like, oh, you can do it lying down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's no bedroom set at the Kennedys. And obviously maybe he didn't think of the couch like Ellie did. So he was he and Zankan were backed up against the hallway oh. until someone came home and Oh yeah, yeah, that. yeah. So no wonder he was confused. Yeah. 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 At this point, Madison's having struggles because she's seen Logan, this who, mm. who is essentially And a couple of dolphins. Her identical twin. Madison and oh, Logan they looked really similar, didn't they? They looked related. Yeah, I didn't like him. That would have been an amazing twist, though, if he's like, actually, we can't be together because I'm secretly your half-brother. Yeah, that's why I didn't answer your calls. <laughs> uh, she's having this crisis. 
and she decides, who am I going to confide in about this? Not any of my best mates mm. that maybe know both of us. The my man, uncle. The man who tried to sabotage your journalism career. Yeah. He did, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Just get him on the Skype. Yeah. Just shoot the breeze. And he's had such a successful personal life as well. Yeah. The, my uncle who's had seven wives. Yeah. He's yeah. going to have some insight. And blackmail them. And... He hasn't murdered anyone, has he? I think he did. <laughs> I think that's why he initially went to jail. It was a long time it was, ago, everyone. Yeah. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Stop your judging. <laughs> uh, time heals all wounds. It does, except dead ones. Dead ones. <laughs> dead ones. Doesn't now, help. he tells her to get some closure. Yeah, she says, go and talk to him. Tell, tell, tell him how you feel. And she does, even though she's got this big audition today. Yeah. She goes back to SeaWorld. People, by the way, SeaWorld's expensive. How are all these people, do they all buy SeaWorld tickets? And they're at Lassiter's, aren't they? Oh, no, in the actual, in the SeaWorld. Oh yeah. Well, because I, I, I think in this universe, maybe Lasseter's Gold Coast is does back it onto Sea World. Yeah. So your hotel Get ticket free. Yeah. Free dolphin shows, and so she's and burgers. gone back and tells him she loves him, but also that he sucks because he didn't believe in her career and he didn't call her back. Yeah, and it was all a misunderstanding. Yeah, because in real life... That always happens. Like when you think, oh, that person's betrayed me and they're not interested in me and they don't really like me, in the end actually they do. In He's Just Not That Into You, a book that I lived by in those seven years (laughs) between soulmate bookends, I had to remind myself that when someone wasn't texting me, it's not because they lost their phone. It's, yeah, this is going to set a lot of people back. It's because he's just not that into me. Yeah. Because if he likes you, he's calling you. And there's a few things that I take issue with in that book, but if he likes you, he does call you. Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. Uh, and But no, 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 no. Maybe he just threw his phone off a bridge. Yeah, yeah. That That's probably the most logical. And there's no other way to contact you. No, no, no Facebook Messenger, yeah. no... Yeah. Yeah, tweets. I mean, because most people, if they threw their phone off the bridge, would be straight on Facebook. Guys, my phone went off the bridge. Yes. If you mm. need me, have you ever needed to call someone who's said, guys, I lost my phone. If anyone needs me over the next two days. Yeah, Bonnie about four or five times a year. <laughs> Your sister. Yeah. She loses her phone all the time. And she always put those oh, statuses. Yeah. <laughs> she has to. I've never needed to contact someone when they've gone, if anyone needs me urgently next two days, just get me, hit me up on Facebook. I'm like, oh, I love it when people are like, I'm going away. <laughs> I won't be on Facebook for two days. It's like, it's always two days. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, probably I'll be a bit quiet. And um, I just think I probably wouldn't have noticed. No, because people don't understand that like, there's a lot going on with those algorithms. Mm, like there's a lot I'm not seeing. You don't always see. Sometimes it annoys me. Oh, it's tedious. And then people ask in real life, oh, did you see that I got a new oh, house? Oh, people ask that? I don't. I never. I just assume no one's seen it. Yeah. No, some people, it. some people assume yeah. that you're caught up. Oh, no. So, Logan, I don't know what Logan was on about. Maybe, and surely when he's working around dolphins at SeaWorld, he's dropping his phone in the, dr- in the drink every couple of days. So. Yeah, well, I dropped my phone in a bath yesterday. Did you? Yeah. Did you? How, how did I... But I called you. Yeah, it was fine. fine. I yeah. just got out really quickly, put it in a bag of rice. <laughs> so you didn't need to put a Facebook status. No. Okay, so now Logan reveals. I would, though. <laughs> <laughs> if it happened, I would, just in case. Uh, Logan's revealed that he's got this job offer in LA and he's now wants Madison to join him. And how many Robinson oh, kids now? This is the second. Bang. They're just partners going to America. Me too. Yeah. 
We we don't have any agency. Yeah. We don't have any control over our destiny. Exactly. Uh, also, it's funny that she never even mentioned Daniel or called him when she's struggling oh, with this ex-boyfriend yeah. telling her. Who actually com- looks quite a lot like Daniel. <laughs> she's like, are you my brother? <gasps> Doesn't matter. We'll just love each other anyway. She, yeah, she didn't think, I'll call Daniel and ask him what LA's like. Are there some good restaurants that I might like there? Mm. Like, no. Is there a good singing Is there a good place to Actually, launch my singing a, career? Probably would be a good place, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, there's agents. Yeah. So by now, Susan's plane's landed in the GC. Oh, this was good. And Ben and Zancan are in the hotel room on their own. They're about to take it to the bedroom and then bam, Susan Kennedy. It, I loved that. I've just written Susan, exclamation mark. Me too. I wrote Sue's exclamation yeah. mark. Yeah. Because that's pretty much what it was like. It was perfect. I do kind of take issue with it because I'm not for, in that circumstance, you would spend 10 to 15 on the balcony just oh, yeah. looking out. No, just get, the it, view. get it done. Get in there. They've got an appointment. He's got to play guitar in yeah, a couple exactly. of hours. Yeah, I reckon. Oh, well. So they could have Better been, time management. They could have been done by the time yeah, Susan exactly. burst in. So the audition's coming up on them. So everyone, no one's in trouble for sexing, almost mm. sexing. Everyone's, let's go watch your friend sing. They go down to the foyer. She's late. And then Angus decides he'll pretend that his name is Madison to stall the audition panel. And now I did not understand what he was doing in this part <laughs> because I actually thought, oh, Angus is going to be discovered now. That's it took what me I thought. ages to realise that he's actually just being deliberately slow. No, I thought he would get a great singing opportunity too. Yeah, but I thought, particularly when the judges smiled at each other, yeah. I thought they were like, meant to, like high-fiving each this other. This is it. But no, he, and that made me like him even more because that was a, you know, a really nice thing to do. Then he reminds us that he's a minor, so he can't get a full-time job as a lounge singer at a hotel. Yeah. Then we get lovely Angus singing, which is a nice little moment. Uh, then finally, Zancan finds Madison and she's having this crisis of confidence. And Why wasn't Zancan accompanying on the euphonium? Uh, well, she didn't bring it. But they, she could have been in the band to begin with. I mean, surely any lounge singer wants a euphonium. And, in fact, the three of them were a band. Yeah. So that they, would have been awesome. That would have been amazing. Put the band back together. And then the judging panel would have gone, yes, yeah, we need this trio here every night. Then they, whatever. She's like, get over yourself, come and sing the song and then decide your oh, future. When Zancan is the voice of reason. Then something's wrong. I mean, what an idiot. She does not deserve this fabulous opportunity. She no. But this is, it's just a sad indication of our world that these opportunities fall into the laps of attractive people. I know. Conventionally like, attractive serious. people. I mean, I don't think it's a great opportunity. Actually, no, it's, you're, you're just married to that hotel now. Yeah, like what, there's going to, how many people is she going to be singing to? I don't know. And every night. She's not going to be able to go out to do her own fun stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a great stepping stone. So she sings Leonardo's Bride even when I'm sleeping the song they've got licensing rights to, as soon as, like, Ben hasn't even played his final chord on the guitar. Mm. And the judging panel, without even really even looking at each other, just go, pack your bags, you've got the job. Exactly. They, I mean, they, they, they're probably doing, like, hands under the table, finger signals. Oh, really? Yeah, probably. No. Um, <laughs> it was just unrealistic. Why have three people on a judging panel? It was like the X Factor panel up there. Yeah. And they didn't even confer. Nah. And, the, the, I mean, they must have just had absolute rubbish for the rest of the day. She must have been the only 
It must have been just like people like me there. She must have been the only candidate. There's often this showbiz thing like the um, the wear pants meeting. So like they, they interview you, they're like, yep, you got the job, but come in and we'll have a chat. And really mm-hmm. that meeting is to make sure you show up wearing pants and you're not a fruitcake. Mm-hmm. So really this was just to make sure she was normal. Yeah, and she was late. Yeah, true. She was tardy. So she's going to be leaving the yeah, they drunk didn't... people in the hotel bar waiting. Yeah, and they didn't actually say to her, they care. so where were you? Yeah, yeah. Like they didn't. They just accepted that Angus had deliberately stalled them, like pranked them. Yeah, so she's kind of wearing pants, mm. but not entirely. So she's still torn and then Logan meets her on the beach and says, guess what, I'm not going to go to California, I'm going to stay with you. Oh, that was good. And you're going to keep singing. Yeah, that was good. And I guess he can keep playing with his dolphins. Yeah, fiddling with their blowholes. <laughs> Whatever he needs to do. Yeah. Um, that was Tuesday and I just have no investment in Madison's happiness or future. Because she's not a real character, is she? No. She she has no flaws. She's just lovely and perfect. And yeah. Zero flaws. And put upon when she has a setback, it's because it's someone else's fault. What Penny, what flaws could she have had? If someone, okay, I was going to say if she was a character in your book, but she wouldn't be. If you said you'd read a friend's book and she was a character in their book, Mm. How would you make her flawed? Oh, well, I mean, you just have to have her, like, even just have some negative emotions, be jealous of someone, be... Um, well, she saw some Logan, some pictures of Logan on, on Instagram with another girl who turned out to be a lesbian. She was jealous of the lesbian. Oh, yeah, but that's different. But that's not really a flaw, like being jealous of someone that you, you shouldn't be jealous okay, of. Okay, yeah. So, like, if when Ali came along, she had felt threatened. I mean, that's a bit of a cliche. But if she did something wrong, if she wasn't good at something, like if she had have actually not been good at being or, a journalist. Yeah, or any, and so when she loses that job, then maybe she retaliates. By, yeah. By posting a tell-all piece to the internet about the yeah. um, worst Waratah star. She gives someone some bad advice or something like yeah, that. Yeah, she always gave good advice. Yeah, She's... it was always perfect advice, you know. And also, mum and dad, Brisbane is like 45 minutes away. Mm. Get in the car, come and watch your daughter's audition. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. If she had have had some bitterness about her past or something like that. Yeah. If she, you know, she'd refuse to, she didn't even refuse to forgive Paul. Like yeah. after he was, you know. She yeah. was just like, oh, well, well, you're still my uncle. So, you know, he's ruined your career. Yeah. So there was nothing. If she had have tried to... I've cut people out for less than that. Yeah, <laughs> well, me life. too. I mean, if someone hugs me when I don't want to be hugged, they're dead to me. <laughs> also, her dad, I'm back on Scott and Charlene. Scott's a journalist. Why wouldn't he want to come and cover his daughter's big moment? Oh, yeah. the local paper. So whatever. Dead to me. Wednesday. We've covered a lot of the stuff with the prison and Jacka knowing about Ned doing the dirty with mm-hmm. Regan, the gangster mole. And Ned does not want to leave town, despite staff's advice, because his dad's wedding's around the corner and he doesn't want to miss it. Oh, it's going to be such a crap wedding. It's going to be so shit. Also, it's 2016. Earlier in the year, hmm. firstly, Drab and Tarade lost their eldest son. It's a tacky time to have a wedding. And then a few months later, their divorce was finalised. Hmm. Just wait till it ticks over into a new year mm, before you're booked I mean, in your wedding. I mean, I don't want to tell people how to grieve. <laughs> don't grieve like that. It, Actually, no, I do want to tell people how to grieve. Grieve a bit. Grieve a bit. Let it just... Do some grieving, please. 
give yourself some time to feel mm. and let those emotions sink That's in. That's right. Don't just rush on to the next thing. I want to know where this wedding is because his daughter. Backyard, won't it just be a tarpaulin over the hills hoist? Yeah. His daughter's in LA. Her daughter's in Queensland. Mm. Her two sons are in Queensland. Her mum's in Queensland. Mm. And they're having a Melbourne wedding? Yeah, doesn't make a lot of sense. And his brother and sister in Darwin, his mum's in Darwin. Yeah. His dad died. Uluru could have been nice. Oh, beautiful. Get into the centre. That would be beautiful. Have you, have you been the there? The Red Centre. It'd be lovely. I don't think Uluru needs to do a promotional, the, though. The tourism board's Have not... I been there? Yes, I've been there twice. <gasps> wow. It's really good. Have you not been? No. It's really good. Okay. It's, I mean, I love the way I'm like, Uluru is actually it's it's really good. good. Um, oh, when yeah. Neighbours gives away tickets, I'll enter the competition mm. to go there. No, yeah, we we walked around the rock. Oh, the yeah. second time, the first time I climbed the rock. Oh, you're not meant to do that. You're not meant to. You're not, climb like the you're rock. not meant to play, so is, play with dolphins at sea. This is my yeah. I sh- I should not have climbed the rock. It's a sacred space. Yeah. Um, the Aboriginal tra- traditional owners would prefer if people didn't climb the rock. But now that you know that, you're not going back. No, there. and I mean, I guess I kind of knew it at the time, but I was in year eight. I didn't understand. Oh, okay. You're so fourteen. So we. So if you go. Walk around it and you actually see a lot more of the rock. Oh, beautiful. Okay. So they're planning Drab's Bucks do and Ned suggests, why don't we, instead of mini golf in the backyard, which is a shit idea, let's take a Bucks trip. And I think that's a great plan, Ned. That is a nice idea. But where are they going to go? Where where needs some promotion? Well, sometimes when they when it's a non-promotional trip, oh, they go to that like random lake with a patch of grass that Imogen and Daniel went to a oh. couple of times and they could go to the Yarra Valley or something. Oh yeah, yeah. That's nice. The most amazing thing from Wednesday's episode is Drab deciding that to commemorate this his third wedding, he would like his son who recently hit on his <laughs> fiance to tattoo a wedding ring yeah onto his finger i don't think that's how you like i get like you want to go this time it's different this time i really I'm mean really really mean it i mean to having to hold as long as we both shall live for reals yeah exactly i, I don't think it works like that because all the other times he had his fingers crossed behind his back yeah exactly and also you can take that ring off yeah and so uh which i'm sure he did when he Bang Lauren as the drone was watching. Classy, Drab. Classy. I know. She needs to, someone, this wedding needs to not happen. I'm hoping that the forecast hot air balloon catastrophe oh. will put an oh. end to this wedding. Is there? Yeah. Did you not know? No. Um, I think it's going to happen though. There's a promo. It's for Lauren's hens do that they're taking her up in a hot air balloon and oh. something goes horribly wrong. Oh, no. Um, a lot can go wrong. Yeah, it's not like the Wizard of Oz. You don't just hop in a hot air balloon and it's a happily ever after. No. It's a bit of a trope, isn't it? Yeah. Usually at the end of series, someone goes up in hot air balloon. <laughs> I've seen it in like more than one show. Really? Is it a trope? Yeah, I think there's. I've seen two shows where the last episode, oh. someone goes up in a hot air balloon. And then one of them, they actually they thought it was going to be the very end of the show and then they decided to make another series. You can't, yeah. You <laughs> so can't, had to get them down. You can't use it as a form of transport. Like people, mm-hmm. the, the people not that own, days. that run the, the, com- the tourism companies that mm. hire them out want their balloons back. That's true. Uh, so, skipping them because whatever, trying to keep Ned in town. Now, there's some surrogacy chat, but let's talk about that when it comes up again. 
And we learn now also that Jack is out of prison because of, quote unquote, a loophole. A loophole. The loophole being that his mum's his mum's sick. That's <laughs> not actually a loophole, is it? No, that's just letting a criminal out of prison. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know if they ever do that compassionately. Did he get compassionately <laughs> from prison? No, because when they had all those underworld funerals, they didn't let the gangsters come back out and yeah. go to their funerals. I mean, I can imagine being allowed to visit with a police escort. Yeah, especially if she's in hospital. Mm. But, yeah, you'd have to – yeah, you'd have the police there and then you'd have to go back to jail straight away. Mm. I should have asked my yeah, contact. Yeah, because you've got contacts. Um, Not in the underworld. <laughs> um, I'll ask him and tweet it yeah, at Neighbours. That'd be good. Now, we're going to wind up our Gold Coast fun and frivolity mm-hmm. with Susan Kennedy, school principal, talking to her husband's ex-mistress's son mm. about how he's sad about Why his mum's cancer. Why was he there on the Gold Coast? I've forgotten. I didn't catch that. Why his, was he there? His dad had a business trip to Queensland and thought he'd bring Angus with him for some bonding time and then instead of bonding with him, he just let him off on his own devices. And Coincidentally, at the time. At the same time, on the same beach. It's not one beach. I mean, there's surface paradise. So he didn't know that they were there. He just... No, he just rolled on up. Oh, just, it's amazing. It's quite incredible. God, it's a small world. Especially if they're... it's a small world, Bayer. And also if they're staying in SeaWorld, it's a bit further out from the main tourist drag. Mm. So the main tourist drag is Surface Paradise. Mm-hmm. And that's got, like, that's where all the schoolies go. Mm. And then there's a few beaches either side of that. And then all along the coast, there's other beaches that are... You can go to some less populated ones if you don't want to be around the tourists. Mm. And then SeaWorld is... It's like 20 minutes away. Oh, right. So this is amazing. I think there might be a god. So, <laughs> so I don't know what's going on. But mm. he decides not to go and, and kick around with the teenagers. He's going to talk about how sad he is about his feelings with Susan. Mm. And then she gives Carl a call and says that Angus can come and stay with them for a bit if he wants. Oh, Which that's is cute. nice. And oh, and just a small point. Geez, the lipstick was bright on the Gold Coast. It's because you can wear a bright colour. Yeah. It's sun. It's sunny. It's tropical. Yeah. It is quite a miracle that it wasn't raining because often when I go to is the it? Gold Coast, I'm like, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be sunny all week and then tropical. It rained when I was there. Tropical storms. Yeah. But, hey, if it's always sunny on in Erinsborough, it's always going to be sunny on the Gold Coast. Now, Fifi Box, which makes her debut on Wednesday. She is in her car, which I think they actually shot in Melbourne with some palm trees in the background. But she's in her car watching Zancan and Ben having a little oh, she's canoodle. Mom. She's Mama. I was going to say Mama Canning. She's Brooke something. Brooke Xanthi's mum yeah. who ditched her and didn't want to catch up with her on the Gold Coast is watching her creepily through a window. Oh, that's sinister. So happy to have her. We'll see her soon. Mm. So Angus... They all pack up and fly back to Melbourne. And it's pretty quick. Like Angus somehow managed to book a flight, pack his bag, clear it with his dad, and then hop on the same flight as the Ken- the Kennedys to come back to Melbourne. And he walks straight in to the Kennedy house. Oh. And there's... Who should be there? Ellie Canasta in her towel dress. As per usual. I've said before, it's very hard to make a towel stay up yep. in that position. And she's got... Complete confidence in it. She's never clutching it. No. She's always just doing Mr. Tickle hands. <laughs> and Temp- she, just, she just knows it's not going to fall down. It's amazing. Yeah, if I do have a towel wrapped around myself, I don't have a free hand. No. 
Angus not has, when there's visitors. No, Angus has the horn immediately. Also, she doesn't. Again, she's not assuming Carl's going to walk in. If I was Susan and I busted no. my niece in a towel dress in the middle of the day and I'm half an hour early from my flight, I'm like, she's doing the dirty with my husband. Yeah, Carl would totally go there. He would go there in two seconds. Yeah. So there's that. Now Xanthi has no punishment for well because everyone's like, of course, but she just wanted to have sex. That's all. And she says she just lied and got on a plane and spent people's money and and she says that they can't get mad because feminism because she should be able to have sex. Yeah, it's not the sex that was the problem though. Really, is it? It's it was a, the sneaking out of the house yeah. without asking permission. Yeah, but and it's like it's almost like it's all forgiven after she had a good reason. Yeah. And she was sorry, and then she rattled off a list of punishments she was going to give herself. Which were basically things I thought she should be doing anyway. Yeah, it was like clean. I say that, but I probably wasn't that good when I was a kid. I was supposed to do that stuff. I didn't do it, but it yeah. was stuff I was meant to have done. I do remember feeling quite aggrieved when I was sometimes asked to do things that yeah. I now look back on and go, oh, my God. I can't believe I didn't mm. do the dishes every day. Yeah, it wouldn't clean after the family pet. Like, really, that was mm. what she was asked to do. So I thought that was hideous. There is absolutely no way she would have been treated so calmly. Yeah, she should have been in big trouble. And then we finish with this weird flirtation with the Tanakas and Aaron and Amy. Because Aaron's checking out Leo, the other twin, Mm -hmm. who uh, has been making eyes at him. Tanaka. Tanaka. Oh, and I love the way Aaron felt the need. They they felt the need to ask the Tanakas if they were going out. Like... Not that they necessarily look completely similar, but their hair and their co- like they look, you know, look very similar. It would be odd to style yourself <laughs> so much like your partner. Oh, Although I do have matching matching windsheeters with my partner at the moment, which he got from his work. Oh, that's adorable. And um, we wear them around the house, and sometimes we accidentally both. Oh, that's too cute. Uh, I do know someone. It's a family member of a friend, Mm. two family members, they dress the same, like each other. Like like in in like a crazy coloured bowling shirt or Hawaiian shirt. So it's not a coincidence. It's the exact same. Like they have two of every shirt. Oh, my God. And they have the same haircut. Lovely. So it does happen. So she's going to go hit on one of them, David, the doctor. So she goes down to the hospital to hit on him. And which is weird, because <laughs> yeah, then going she down to someone's work. Because she berates him because he doesn't work there. So why did you go meet him there if he doesn't work there? Yeah. And she sees him hopping onto Carl's computer where he's mm. stolen the password to break into it, and she doesn't assume. Oh, he's just probably just checking his email. Mm. He's probably lost his phone and he's got to go on Facebook and yep, yep. tell people where to reach him. She bursts in and says, why are you breaking into Carl's, hacking into Carl's computer? And I'm... then she practically makes a citizen's arrest. <laughs> Surprise, Mark wasn't down there. <laughs> Mark, if you turn. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> so it was pretty obvious. There's a guy logging onto someone else's <laughs> computer, mate. Yeah. Why don't you go accuse the wrong person? Why don't you go accuse the receptionist? Steph, what have you done now? <laughs> I told you not to get involved. I didn't know you were such a good impressionist. I know. It's amazing. It's actually quite a new skill for me. <laughs> she really honed that. Mm. Uh, and so that's where we leave it. And so that we continue this on Thursday. This is probably the seventh time this year someone has hacked into someone else's computer. I mean, mm, computer safety so 
It's a real Normally issue. they don't actually hack, do they? It's just the computer's there. <laughs> it's just left open. You didn't close mm. the lid. Yeah, pretty and much. I feel like Sonia needs to bring the council on board with spreading some mm. uh, warnings about how to... Yeah, control, alt, delete, lock. Yeah. That's what I do at work. Now, at this point, David reveals that why he was doing that was he's trying to look up some details about his father who used to work, his unknown father who used to work at Aaron's Hospital. He doesn't even know his name. No. What, what was he hoping to do? What was he... I guess... It, no, how is he? He doesn't know his name. How would that work? I guess maybe he was going back to the year of his birth and... And get a list of all the doctors working there. That's not going to help you. I mean, you could print it out and take it away. I guess. Work through it. The great part is that Carl feels sorry for him. He's like, all right. Also, why didn't he go on Ancestry.com or something? Like, Yeah, I think there's got to be better ways. Be better ways. But anyway. So Carl goes and digs up a quote-unquote memo. And he dug that up very quickly. He must be a mean little archivist. As well as a doctor. Why did he call... Do you... You don't... I, we pronounce it me, memo. You say memo? Do you say... Memo. Yeah, a memo. Yeah. yeah Carl pronounced memo. it like it was memo from Acropolis now. Mm. Like, that would have been really difficult to find. What well, Carl went through every document from that year. Like, it wouldn't have been digitized. Like, what, Not at Erinsborough Hospital. Nothing's archived. What could he search for? And what could... How would he find... He would have had... I don't understand. I don't get it. It's weird. I am, you know... And they, think, fi- they find this guy, Bradley... I think we should get an archivist on it. Get them <laughs> set this straight. It's not that easy. Those boxes would have been in freaking storage. Anyway. Uh, Neighbourspod at Gmail, if you're an archivist, mm. uh, let us know. If you've yeah. worked in a hospital, how do their records get stored from mm. the 80s? And also, so he's revealed that some guy called Bradley, I've looked it up, the Bradleys on Neighbours are like drab and this kid at the time. So I don't know if they're ageing up this kid. Uh, I don't I don't mm. get it. I don't care. I don't care enough. So we'll leave that. We, speaking of drab, Twinkle Toes over at the Turner residence is doing a dance class with Lauren. Drab is... Oh, yeah. Okay. I've said it before on this podcast. Mm. I would love it back when Dead Cop was alive. Mm. I would love it if they used their dance skills on the show. Oh, yeah. The, he was dancing a little bit, wasn't he? Yeah. But they were pretending they were crap at it. Or was it just Lauren Dead was Cop. Crap? I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Lauren was bad, apparently. Yeah, I think it's established Lauren's got two left feet. Right. But yeah. I've always wanted them to work in the ballet skills. Mm. But however, I would have loved a little bit of context and backstory to mm. explain how this surfer dude is somehow an accomplished dancer. Yeah. Because he was doing skills. He was pirouetting I and jetting. I didn't that bit. I was folding up the washing. And he- and he did all the poses and the, oh, he had all the flair. I missed that entirely. Go back. Okay. Yeah. That, you know what's sad? They might have put that in for you and now you're not appreciating it. Oh, oh that's, yeah. Okay, because I want, I would, all I needed, I needed one sentence. No. One sentence to say, I went to surf camp. This at, is what it's like with you that you're like, all I want is bread to dance. No, 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 no. I wanted to dance. <laughs> there has to be a reason. Next it'll be it has to be a good reason. It does have to be a good reason. I don't know, I don't think he can please her. <sighs> Sorry. I, yes, I wanted Ned to come back, but I wanted him to come back with a good storyline. Yeah, that's right, that's the other one. I just want Ned back. Oh no, no. <laughs> I want him back being like how no no, he comes back and there's this character called Bayer. And he meets her and he realises he really likes her. I'm not asking a lot. I'm not asking a lot. 
I don't think he's got chemistry That's with Regan. Anyway, sorry, that was that was not a good impression of no. you. I need to work on that. Take one. back my compliment. <laughs> uh, one sentence. He went yeah, to right, he went to surf camp, mm. and they decided to hone their surf skills by bringing in a yeah. ballet coach. That's a really good idea. A choreographer. People are always doing that. Yeah, footy players in are always Glee. doing that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Bring him in, mm. and he had a natural ability, mm-hmm. and that's that. But or, no, like when he was a kid, he loved to ballet, but then he gave it up because he people teased him yeah. or something like that. Yeah, Billy Elliot style. Yeah. So that's all he needed. But no, he's just this accomplished, like. Um, yeah, it's just like Madison. How she suddenly she's good at singing. Yes, it's no. You can't just suddenly yeah. do that. No, I wish you could. Yeah, because that'd be great if I discovered. I was, you c- you can't just sit behind a drum kit and suddenly suddenly, suddenly be really. Yeah, there could. Do you think there's anything a talent that I don't know about? You can, yeah, you can't just big up the bagpipes. Probably not. What could you be good at? Rapping? Maybe you good at. Maybe you could rap. I don't think I can rap. I think you need good rhythm. Okay. All right, again, Neighbours Pod, let it reach out. Tell If you picked up a skill suddenly and you were amazing. Yeah, you like when you're in your thir- like 30s. 30s, like, yeah. yeah. 20s. Not, yeah, not like I don't want to hear from any 19-year-olds. <laughs> or even, yeah, who, who said when I was 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something that, you know, you, you, you were older and you discovered. Yeah. After years. Oh, wow. I can do impressions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So they're practicing their wedding dance and making people watch it. Isn't the whole point of a wedding dance that it's a surprise on the wedding day? Um, you danced at your wedding. That was Oh, nice... God, I was hoping you weren't going to bring that up. That was <laughs> awful. That was lovely. Yeah, it was terrible. Me and my partner were so bad at it. And we had had lessons, but it was so bad. The other day when the song that we danced to came on the radio, we were in the car and we were like, turn off. What song was it? <laughs> it was um, Moon Dance. Oh, it was and cute. It was, and like me and, and Lincoln were just like, oh my God. Like we, every time we think about it, like cause the rest of the day, the rest of the wedding, we loved it. We had a fantastic yeah, yeah, time. Yeah. And it's just that one bit. We're just like, oh, don't think about no, that. We like it. When we see the photos, we're like, turn the page. <laughs> it was very cute. Yeah. Uh, but the pro- point is you didn't gather us all around a few weeks before and say, hey, guys. Oh, only we had. Because you're, you're, Faye is good at dancing. <laughs> Faye is actually really good at dancing. Well. She could have helped us. Well, no. You've danced in film clips. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I took the odd jazz lesson as an adult. Ravea's done lots and lots of things. One time I was talking to someone and I kept telling stories, oh, well, my friend does this and my friend does that. And then after a while I felt the need to say, oh, by the way, this is all the same friend. (laughs) Like like I don't have this set of glamorous friends. It's just one person. I'm a renaissance lady. I'm like Aaron. I just every day a new hobby. Exactly. And a new career. So at this point Mark calls, puts a stop to the dance class and he says, guys, everyone look alive. Ned, watch out for yourself. Jack is out because of a loophole. Mm. So, and everyone's like, why does Ned have to be concerned? And he said, because mm. he did the dirty. I rooted someone I shouldn't have. And then Drab judges him more than he did when he tried to hook up with his missus. Yeah, yeah. He actually said, of all the people you could have slept with, goes Brad. And I'm like, well, he could have slept with your fiance. So, actually. And he had more chemistry with the fiance than he's, restrained. than he's had with either Ellie or Regan. Yeah. So, you should just be thanking your lucky stars. I'm still waiting, by the way. I'm waiting for the night before the wedding. He goes to Lauren and she caves in to oh, her desires. In the balloon. 
<laughs> that would be amazing. That would be great, wouldn't it? <sighs> but that's not definitely happen. lie down though, my buddy. Yeah, lie down. <laughs> Safety first. But yeah, if there are other ways apart from standing up. Mm. So also at this point, he decides to leave. Regan's asked him to go away with him, and I don't know. He's got some plan that he's cooked up. And then Lauren is tasked with passing the message on to Ellie that Ned's taken off for a while. Mm. Yeah, I didn't. He, I don't know why he was considering leaving with Regan though. Because then Ellie goes to find him, and Angus runs after her to protect her. Yeah. And then they see Regan and Ned driving off in the car together. Firstly, how did Angus recognise them? He's like, "Would someone who loved you go off with another woman?" I'm like, "You don't know those two people." Mm. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's odd. Strangers. Yeah, that is odd. Yeah, I'm not that into Angus liking the older woman. Why do they always sexualize it when it's mm. when it's the hot teacher? Mm. Then it's fine. Mm. But if if that was your fusty old science teacher or something, yeah, I don't know. And obviously, if they get together, we can't like that. No, we don't like that. We but because she's the hot English teacher. And what mm. about that scene where she's doing yoga poses for Insta? And she, oh, I didn't see that. Oh yeah, I must have been folding some oh, socks. Okay. I don't know. She should have been folding some socks. <laughs> she was in the living room. She's doing yoga and she's making Angus record her for Instagram. Oh, for fuck's sake. Take photos. And oh, she's so wrong. Her aunt is the principal. She's living in her home and her aunt's lodger is a 16-year-old that's probably going to be her student next week. Stand up. Don't do yoga in front of him mm-hmm. with your bum in the air and take your own damn photos. Yeah. She's hard to like. Mm, she's very hard to like and mm. I'm – Okay, fair enough. I'm not trying, but yeah, she's not winning me over. No. Neighbors' characters can win me over. Yeah, I don't think she's. We're not meant to like her, though, are we? That's true. True. Mm. She's doing. Yeah, she's performing it well. Mm. Okay, let's finish up. Mm-hmm. Friday, September thirty. The surrogacy offer. Yep, all week, all week. <laughs> Toadie <sighs> and Sonia have been agonising over whether to offer to have Stephen Marks. Baby is a surrogate. It's a, it's an unusual twist on this dilemma because usually a, a typically a couple would approach a couple who can't have mm. kids approach someone they trust yep. and ask them to mm. be a surrogate. Or you know if the person had been agonising for a long time, really trying really hard, and you, you, yeah, it, but it was basically just throwaway line from Steph about oh gee, we, it's a shame I can't, I'm not going to have mm. kids. And Sonia's like, hang on. Because <laughs> so Steph's whole theory. I've got a womb. That's <laughs> not on. It's not occupied. Mm. Steph's problem that is that she doesn't want to carry a baby because, number one, she gave up one of them and that mm. was traumatic. And then she had some mental health issues. And because of that, she tried to kidnap another baby. So that's all problematic. And then she's just lost custody of her other kid. So she's got a lot going on with Steph. And then she doesn't want to go off her antipsychotic medication mm. while she's pregnant. Good point. And also she has had cancer and I think... There I might th- be some health complications. Yeah, there could be health. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that might be another reason. I call bullshit a little bit because you can be on mental health, antidepressants, antipsychotic medication. A lot of types of medication, they can substitute a different brand that's okay when you're pregnant. So really she just hasn't asked enough. She just doesn't want to. She just hasn't really asked a doctor. She says, yeah. She's looking for deal breakers and she's found one. You're right. She just doesn't want to. (laughs) And Mark, I don't even think, wants to have one with her. Their relationship is just such hard work. It's never fun. When Belinda visited Nurse Bell Bell and they shared a night together in mm. the in the uh, 
uh, what was it? Not the halfway house. In the safety house. Mm. They were sizzling. Yeah. But Mark and Steph, they were always arguing. Mark's always like, you know, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> well, don't date an ex-crim. She's going to come yeah, with some complications. Exactly. She's going to visit prisoners and they'll ask her to do things. And She's going to wear a leather jacket while mm. she's cleaning the hotel. Oh, that's a stupid idea. Yeah, she always, she's always cleaning in that leather jacket. Now, and, and she had chemistry with um, his boss, the, the lady detective. Oh, I don't forget that. Oh, I didn't see that, I don't think. Oh, it was beautiful. So whatever. She, they've got no chemistry and they don't look like they, they even want to have a long-term relationship with each other. Also, they don't live together. Oh, and didn't it wasn't one of the reasons why Sonia wanted to do it because Steph said, I don't think if we don't have a baby, I don't think our relationship will last. <gasps> Band-aid. And like... That, isn't that like one of the big cliches, having a baby to save a marriage? Apparently you're not meant to do that. you just got to watch 10 minutes of Dr. Phil. Yeah, Dr. Or, Phil would say no. Or Maury Povich to know that mm. babies don't save relationships. They don't. Babies are a hand grenade thrown into a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Toadie's not down for it. and But you know, Sonia doesn't care what Toadie thinks. She's just going to go donate her child's bone marrow without Toadie's consent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they really are for sale and rent, aren't they? <laughs> Anyone need any body parts? Or children? Yeah, whatever you want. Whatever you need. I've got a nose. Now, I think like Toadie could have shut down this whole discussion because he's a lawyer mm. and also he's a person with Google. And mm. if you type Melbourne IVF clinic mm. into Google, they've got a whole page on surrogacy. Mm-hmm. And, and what that page says is... Under current Victorian legislation, all parties to the surrogacy arrangement must undergo a criminal records check. It says I'll check. It doesn't say if you're a criminal, you can't do it. I think it's implied. <laughs> and consent to a child protection order check. Further information. <laughs> she's stolen a child. She's stolen a child. <laughs> um, Did she look after it once she got it? It was fine. It's still alive. So, okay, that's massive. And there's a whole lot of counselling you've got to do. Each party has to do individually. So a few people online were wondering if Steph and Mark had to be in a more secure relationship, like if that's going to withstand any of the... Yeah, because every week they're... Scrutiny, yeah, they're breaking up back together. And I, I think it's, from what I read on the website, it's they're more concerned about the individual mental health and legal rights of each party which is sensible i think i think so you know there are is a lot to consider i also thought it was kind of funny that steph was saying that they were so happy when they had charlie together Mm. when they were all living charlie wound up charlie wound up in the bin he he was in the bin they weren't happy she was always winching that there were too much charlie that that mark was interfering with her parenting and that's why they moved out again she went to live with toady and sonia they weren't she wasn't they they're not happy. They're never happy. It's just always hard work. It's one of those relationships are hard work. Where and you think, oh, finally they're having the baby talk, so they'll go, oh, actually we want different things. We're going to break up. Mm. Great, but no. So also, it's not just Steph that you've got to be worried about. As the surrogate, Sonia can't have a criminal mm. record, and she does because mm. of her checkered past. So she's ruled out as the surrogate. Steph's ruled out as the egg donor. Really, we're left with Mark and Toadie. <laughs> Can they make a baby? Not in this day and age. No. So Toadie could, if he really did his research, he could have gone, shut it down. It's not, it's mm. not going to work. Uh, but then instead, they throw a little lunch ambush for Steph and Mark. 
They call mm-hmm. him out of the police force to come home. Then they forget to put food on. And it's they, all right because Steph brought some salads. They lay it all out on the table. Uh, we want to give you a baby via mm-hmm. my womb. And Mark and Steph pretty much just go, ah, oh, we're good, thanks. Yeah, we don't really want one. And it's weird that it's Toadie and Sonia trying to yeah. convince them that they should do this. And Toadie goes, you are incredibly happy together. And I'm just like, no, they're not. And they're like, really? Well, okay. And then Paul is the one voice of reason saying, bad idea. To give Steph her due, she doesn't She doesn't just go to friends who are going to say what, what, yeah. what she wants to hear. I mean, Paul hates Mark and has tried to sabotage their relationship. And he's not even Steph's biggest fan himself. No, so. but, but she goes to him. Yeah. Good be call. like me going to George Pell and saying, give me some family planning advice. Oh, he's relevant to tonight, to that episode, wasn't he? George, George Pell. Pell. Oh, God, yeah. And Mark's just creeped out by the whole thing. He's like, I don't want to touch Sonia's belly. I think you do a little bit. I think that's what's oh, worrying. Oh, yeah, he wants to touch Sonia's belly. I think that's what's worrying. But he's also, I want the baby to hear my voice. Like, I thought the baby would hear my voice. Like, couldn't, couldn't, they, couldn't you just stand near some wood? Imagine the, ba- <laughs> imagine the baby hearing that voice. Can you do Mark talking to the baby? Through Sonia's womb. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I can. What would he say? He'd say, hello, babe. Oh, no, sorry. Um, <laughs> I've lost my skill now. I'm thinking about it too much. <laughs> hello, baby. Now, I've told you before, no more kicking. Only joking. <laughs> I can't make, wait to meet you. So they decide no deal. Thanks, but yeah. no thanks. Good decision. It was almost like someone had said, oh, why don't you go on holiday and we'll stay in your house? It was a bit like that. Mm, yeah. Like, nah, we'll just stay here. Yeah. And staff, the the moment I did like a lot, and it was my entry into the Gold Coast competition because mm. you had to list your favourite moment of the episode. I oh, know. When staff runs into Steph and, uh, Sonia and Toadie's house and does a um, an, atta- an attack hug Sonia like throws her arms around her and says this is the nicest thing anyone's ever offered like you're you're amazing and I thought that was lovely but she's like but we're not going to do it because it's weird yeah (laughs) it is a big it's a big thing it's a very generous thing for people who are surrogates it's really really yeah it would be and so she ends that whole thread with a phone call to what I'm assuming is a call to Sydney to her ex who's got the child she gave up at birth oh there's someone else that I want to see yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think she's going to go visit Adam, baby Adam. That's a nice idea. Who's, yeah, yeah, so she can resolve her feelings, I'm assuming. And then we finish off with, wow, just wow, that's all i got to say. We start this moment with Paige at oh. Blazing Saddles, and their new program is to get people in to teach their skills that they know to troll mm-hmm. youths. So Paige remembers that she has a skill that we forgot about for two years while she pursued other skills. And that would be great to have a skill that you just don't even remember. Yeah. She's like, I can paint really nicely. Yeah. (laughs) I'm good at drawing. And she's forgotten about that Mm. because she didn't study it at uni. No. She just wanted to do feminist literary studies. Yeah, she probably found her derwents and she went, hang on. Yeah. Finding your Derwents is always such a... I saw Vaya's Derwents the other day and they are still in the tin. <laughs> well, why would you take them out of the tin? They're, 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 those Derwents are 30 years old, I reckon. 20 years old, maybe. They're not even my good Derwents. They're, they're like, not even your good Derwents. They're like my spare Derwents. Really? Why would you take them out of the tin? Serious question. No, it's true. I mean, I certainly didn't take... Well, do you know what happened? I um, You're right, you shouldn't take them out of the tin because I had my Derwents in a tin for, you know, 10 years. And then one day when I 
was moving or something, I thought, I'm going to take these Dermots out of the tin nah. and put them in a pencil case. Big and mistake. where are they now? No. They're lost. Where's Emerald They're Green? They're gone. They're gone. Where's Magenta? Exactly. Like, where's Kingfisher Blue? Yeah, keep it in the tin. Keep it in the tin. Paige is teaching art to these teens and Nikki has an amazing art skill. Again, just... Skills, 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 Just skills, dawned skills. on her. Skill boys. P.S. I love Nikki. Yeah. Uh, this character, the sister of the dying boxer. I was going to say who is... Paige knocked out this boxer who is, I think, so still... So she's killed her sister. Well, I think she's still in a coma because she got one of the twins to organise a surgeon we... who was willing to operate on the tumour. So the boxer had a tumour, so it wasn't Paige's fault. Yeah, it wasn't Paige's fault. They established. Oh, that's all right. But she's in a coma and possibly about to die. But Nikki's like, I'll just pop out and do some sketching. And she doesn't like being at Blazing Saddles because a priest runs it and she's weirded out by priests, which I commend her for. Well done, Nikki. Good point. We've been waiting. I'm Catholic and I'm. Yeah, it's Are you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) My mum just went on pilgrimage, (laughs) man. I never know what flavour of Christianity people are. No, no, it's a good point. It's, it's not very obvious anymore. I've been waiting this whole time for someone to bring up that priests don't have the best rep at the mm, particularly. I've really dealt with that issue this time. Today, one have, day. Yeah. She and basically, she sits Father Doe down with a bit of an AMA, like an "Ask Me Anything," mm. and he's he's just, very good about that. I felt. <laughs> I mean, what better way to? find out if a priest is actually creepy than to ask him intimate personal details mm. about his life. Which he then shares with you. And I love the way she's like, have you ever committed any sins? And he's like, yeah, when I was younger, I stole a car. Stole a couple of cars. I'm like, oh, good. So you're not weird at all. You've, st- you've stolen cars. Stolen as have we all. Cars. So is that not a sin, priesty? That's a crime. That's crime. It's a crime and a sin. Um, but so was having sex outside marriage, but he didn't list that one there. Oh, sorry. No, you're right. We just had to pause for a second because Penny's mum just called her and reminded her it was her wedding anniversary. Yeah, literally I had not remembered. The same thing happened last year. Fortunately, we both forget, so it's all right. And you're commemorating it by recording Neighbours. Yep. So I'm very grateful for This is a special. Well, Vaya was the MC at the wedding, yes. so yeah. There we go. Just throw, yeah. throw back. I really see it as six years since Vaya. <laughs> Cut up and introduce speakers for my special day. Remember how I had to introduce the guy that I once had to random pash to make him leave me alone at it? Oh, oh, I'm so sorry about that. That's fun. It's a fun story. The funny thing is Paige stole cars too, or she helped Tyler steal cars yeah, or something. everyone does. We've all nicked a car. <laughs> I love that they just let that go in the conversation. If I'm having a chat with someone mm. who stole some cars, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yep. Let's just sit for a second. Back it off. And let's mm. just talk through this. Yeah. I've never even been tempted. I wouldn't know how. No. I mean, to be fair. Maybe in a higher car. I'm like, what if I just never went back? <laughs> but you and I have, are not. No, we're not. <laughs> not you know. cut from the same cloth as this priest. Yeah. So then he confesses that he had sex, which priests generally don't want to answer that question, I think. Although our friend Mary, who's uh, done voice memos on this podcast yeah. before, has said, that she'll ask. Oh, really? She's happy to She's ask. Like, and, you know, they don't, they're not too forthcoming with that info, but they yeah, will. He was very yeah, forthcoming. He, he was like, Do you want to ask me about my sex life? Because I'll yeah. talk about it. <laughs> now, this one time it was great. Um, and she was on top. And <laughs> <laughs> to this 14 year old girl. Not weird at all. However old Nikki is. Mm. So the thing is, she goes, I know about all that stuff because I've read some stuff about priests on the internet. Firstly, it's not 
a meme. It's not just on the internet. It's the news. Yeah. It's. I don't think, I know kids get a lot of, I mean, we think of kids as just being on the internet, but I don't think they would actually say, I've seen it on the internet. I read it, this thing on the internet about priests, and she didn't, obviously she didn't say what it was. It's generations of sexual abuse cover up. Mm. And then yeah. Father Doe says, oh, I'm not okay with it, but at least there's a Royal Commission. And then like that fixes it. Mm. And the Royal Commission was laced with controversy as well. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. I mean, thanks for bringing it up, neighbours, I guess. I think they needed to. It, yeah. It was the you, elephant You can't in the room. really get away with it, just like having a squeaky clean priest no. these days. Uh, but sure, we'll just have a um, Grand Theft Auto priest instead. Mm-hmm. And this, for some reason, ends, episode ends with, and Paige and John Doe are giving each other eyes, making eyes at each other. Mm. And then at the end of the ep, she spills some kind of ointment on herself. And yeah, then, I, th- terps. I thought it was she was going to go up in flames. <laughs> Me too. I thought she looked at herself and went, oh, no, I'm going to yeah, ignite. Yeah, exactly. No. When you spill something on yourself, Penny, do you immediately – I just <laughs> – straight away. And it does happen to me quite a lot because I do have children. And so Strip off. I just – Everything off. Even yeah. underwear, just everything. Yeah, if it's got like a little bit of liquid on it, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm not going to be wet. If you're volunteering in a youth centre for yep, same. troubled teenagers, <laughs> same. which is essentially a drop-in centre, yep. everything off, kid yep. off. Yep, absolutely. Paige. I'm not going to be damp for anyone. <laughs> Clothes what was she going to change into? Did she have something? I don't think she was. She would find one of Ellie's towel dresses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in comes Father Doe and has about a 15-second perv. Can I just say, there's like the towel drop. Like people take a really long look yeah. in Neighbours. And I've had this situation because I was living in an apartment building and I forgot that the window cleaners were going to be there. And so I took off my pyjama pants and I was out of that room in about 0.7 seconds and I was eight and a half months pregnant. Wow. So you can move. You can move. You can move. She, she could have ducked behind the lockers <laughs> or... yeah. Um, you don't just have to stand there. No. And oh, either of them. Like it harks back to um, Loz catching Ned with his towel yeah. down. Like she yeah. was – birds were landing on her. The, the, yeah, exactly. The window cleaners were really nice about it actually. Oh. Like I didn't see – like I was gone So and I, and I could not go back in and look at them. But they – when I saw them I went, ah, they, um, they just like waved, like they did these little dismissive hand gestures like – Oh, don't worry about it. It happens all the time. It must be a real perk of that job. It must be. They well, must have some I, great times. I, yeah, I mean, it would. I, I think in my case, what with being eight and a half months pregnant, it was more amusing. <laughs> so then in comes Nikki and then realises, she says, you are dodgy because he was perving on a lady as a priest. Yeah. And I don't care anymore. I got nothing. I can't. No, and so now what? Clearly, they're going to try and convince her that actually. I think really she should just go and talk to some actually, some maybe some criminal priests and then just really cement her opinion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like Nikki. I wanted to stay around. I would like mm. her to be given a bit more to do than to try and um, unearth the, the skeletons in the closets of priests. Well, her and is she an option for Angus? I don't, yeah, I can't tell you the same age. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Even actually what I would love, because I want them to explore uh, sexuality with the teens. And maybe maybe oh. she and Piper could have a bit of a thing. Oh, that'd be nice. Because I think Piper's open-minded. 
and fluid. Is she a bit younger? Than, it feels like she's a little bit younger than them, doesn't it? Yeah. But also she's allowed to just go out on her own and take classes while all her mum's in the hospital with her sister. Yeah, she's mature. Uh, so that's that. Now we'll finish off with our mates Sarah and Paul. Oh, I love them. They're great value. Sarah C.P. Jones, Paul 2 Dart on Twitter had a couple of questions to put to us, so I'll let them ask. Bring. Hi, neighbours. Sarah and Paul here. We were inspired by uh, Steph's uh, little outburst to Mark this week, saying, Mark, you big goose. Um, neighbours is quite famous for its, you know, unusual language. So Paul had a question. How often do people in Australia call each other a skank? And similarly, have you ever called anyone a spunk? Um, and famously... Rack off. I mean, we're pretty sure we know where that's going. But uh, yeah, if you could just clear that up for us, guys, that'd be great. Thanks. Thanks. So, great questions. Mm. Skank, spunk, and rack off. And I think I'll include goose in that as well. Yeah, goose. Um, are they in your vocabulary, Penny? Well, yes, because all words are. Um, no. <laughs> I, I probably ha- I wouldn't call people a skank anymore because I think it's nasty. With the slut shaming revolution. Yeah, yeah, no, we don't do that anymore, but I certainly would have in the past, yeah. Yeah, skank is probably the most common of that list. Yeah. Goose, I feel like people's nanas and... You're a goose. I say you're a goose in an ironic, yeah. hearkening back to the oldie terms. The way, way. I, the way I say g'day. Like, I yeah, I would yeah, never... Yeah. G'day is not a thing I should really say, but I say it as a bit of fun. Mm-hmm. Just like a proper yeah, yeah. Aussie... It is, and I find it quite fun to say about someone, oh, he's a goose. Yeah, goose. He's a goose. Yeah, it's like something Colette Nan would say goose, and that is contextually accurate. But I think if, like, Piper called someone a goose, it'd be ironic. Yeah, 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 that's right. So then now, yeah, skank, it did, it did get a lot of use, but not so much. And mm. I think they are using it on neighbours in place of the word slut. Yeah, I think that's right. It's a sort of nicer way of, of getting saying the same thing, making that, that women who are promiscuous <laughs> should be shamed. So not down with it anymore. Mm. Uh, Spunk. Spunk, I think not. Some of these, I think, are hangovers from the 90s. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I, I, once again, I mean, I guess I could call someone a spunk, but I would, it would be like, a, no, he, yeah. You're doing it to get a reaction, to get someone to laugh. Yeah, yeah, not just, like, that's not just what I call attractive people. No, like if we see, we see someone down the street and I go, he's a spunk, mm. I want my friends to laugh. Yeah, yeah, spunk rat. Spunk rat, yeah. It's it's very 90s. It would have been yeah. said a lot back then, especially on soaps, and so now I guess people just keep saying it. Yeah, he's a total spunk. <laughs> like if someone said it in front of Xanthi, she'd laugh at them. Yeah, yeah. And rack off, I don't I don't actually think I've ever heard it outside of Home and Away. I used to hear them say it a lot on Home and Away. Rebecca Omologlu was always Even saying rack off. I don't off. say rack off. No, I think, again, maybe that was a 90s throwback yeah. that stayed around in soap land. I mean, it's just I, – I actually think it was mainly used on television instead mm. of fuck off. Or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like it. So people don't oh, – yeah, yeah, but I, for some reason I don't actually think I ever say it. I'm a for it. I, I want to spring that back. I want to say it. Rack off. I want to start saying it. Rack off, mole. Yeah. <laughs> you probably say that to your children as well. <laughs> because it's a good stand-in. Yeah. For swears. Rack off, Leo. I'll go. <laughs> no, I won't. He'll go, what does that mean, mum? Yeah. So, yeah, okay, we'll put it out there. Does anyone else in the neighbours community use any of any of those words yeah. in their day-to-day more common than we realize? usage in a non-ironic fashion? Yeah, like that's just your go-to word. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to rack off. 
Yeah. Because that's that time. Now, a couple of things to know. Our next episode is the 50th episode of Neighbours. This is very exciting. Well, we've kind of already hit 50. I had a few extra bonus episodes, but whatever. It's the 50th official. I don't count them. No. Well, we should. You should. You should listen to them. They're great fun. The f- no, official... but I count them as like point something. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the 50th official Neighbours episode. It'll be the next one that we put out either in two weeks or three weeks. We're still negotiating schedules. It's going to be fun. We're going to give away. I've got a few little bits of Neighbours merch. I've got some Neighbours stamp packs. Lovely. Possibly a CD in there. There'll be some fun stuff we'll give away. Um, we might Periscope it and maybe Amazing. you can post comments and we'll give our prizes out to our favourite comments. But we'll let you know on the, all the details on Neighbours Pod on Twitter or facebook.com slash Neighbours Podcast. I was going to mention the ceramic pig and I never did, but that's fine. Oh, is that going to be a prize? That'd be amazing. No way. I'm not giving that away. Uh, <laughs> oh, Vaya. Maybe I'll make one. Also, by the way, the PirateNet Studios this week has been graced by a brand new mascot. It's the ceramic pig. It's a real ceramic pig. I've fashioned a ceramic pig because my friend took her daughter to a – it's called Glaze It. And we went and painted ceramics. And I was like, show me the pigs <laughs> and give me the paint. It's so, not as big as the original pig. No, but I might. Maybe I'll go make another one. I'll give that away. Yeah, it's a good idea. Do you want to bring Leo and we'll go to Glaze It and make a ceramic? Another yes, ceramic? yes, I do. What was the ceramic pig story of this week, do you think? The Gold Coast. The, go- <laughs> the whole Gold Coast. It was, I Yeah, think. it really was. You're absolutely right. Logan. The dolphins. A c- ceramic Logan. Yeah. And hit us up anytime. Online, send us your voice memos, neighbourspod at gmail.com. Any other vocabulary questions, throw them out there. Yeah, I love that sort of thing. And go look at Penny's website, pennytangy.com.au, T-A-N-G-E-Y. You do hilarious blog posts. Oh, thank you, Vaya. They're very amusing. Oh, sometimes they're very sombre and serious Actually, too. yeah, the one that's oh, – I might try and write something Yeah, you write a new one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's some, you cover all emotions. Yeah. Um, Fear, love. And – Jealousy. <laughs> Yeah, more emotions than Madison. Mm. And Penny is on Twitter, T-A-N-G-T-H-E, Tang The. And I'm Vaya Pashos and Neighbours Pod, of course, run both accounts. Hit us up and we're going to rack off. Speak yeah. to you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Spunks. <laughs>